Welcome to the Echo Oscar Delta podcast, where we talk to Navy EOD techs and hear the stories that they want to share. All ideas, thoughts, and statements are those of the guest and the host of Echo Oscar Delta, and not of Navy EOD or Navy as a whole. Today we have EOD Chief Jason Finnan's dad, Sean Bacon. I appreciate you coming on and uh, spending some time talking about Jason and letting us know uh, who he was. Well, thanks for the opportunity. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, this is something that, you know, I've, I've mentioned on the, the podcast before that I wanted to do. And, uh, you know, again, really appreciate you coming out to to do this. I think it's uh, extremely important to understand who our people who paid the ultimate sacrifice were. And uh, I know it's, it's hard. We talked a little bit before, um, but, you know, I, I appreciate that you put yourself out there and to really... Um, to really help keep his, his memory alive and, and, and let, let us know, um, let us get that, that better understanding for those who didn't know him before, um, who was, and, and, and ultimately the, the type of people that, that do this job and, and are willing to, to go down range time after time. Um, you know, I guess we can start kind of from, uh, a little bit from the beginning, uh, in our in our talks just a, a little bit ago, there was kind of a history of military service in the in the family. Yeah. Um, if if you want to go into any of that um, at all, sure. Um, so Jason's grandfather is is uh, his mom's father actually served in in the army and was in Korea, uh, basically first first days. Uh, and then his biological father, uh, his dad, um, was actually in the air force. Okay. So there was a lot of, uh, a lot of military, uh, on, on his side. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, growing up, um, do you think that that kind of played into him eventually going in or was that just, you know, sometimes people are just, just drawn to this kind of thing, no matter what. <laughs> I, you know, I don't, I don't know if that actually had uh, pulled him into uh, military service. Um, obviously, you know, very patriotic. We're all, you know, we're all uh, believers in in <laughs> what what America has to offer. Yeah. But um, not sure that that was was truly what pulled him into into military service. Okay. So, um, going back to to kid, what. What was uh, Jason like as a as a kid growing up? Was he was he a little devilish? Like, oh God, <laughs> rambunctious is all hell. Yeah, um, you know, uh, early early memories are you know uh, being at uh, you know baseball uh, baseball games and and the uh, practices and whatnot, um, trying to help out. I I wasn't. I played volleyball, so, yeah. you know, I wasn't, I wasn't big in that, but playing catch and whatnot was always a big thing for, you know, for me and, and my family. Yeah. Um, but, you know, once we got into Jason's baseball, uh, he was a pitcher, so um, from, uh, God, I don't know, uh, T-ball on, we're always out playing catch, and uh, his, his grandfather... Um, had witnessed early on that he had some, uh, 
some prowess as a as a pitcher so yeah had had built a uh a, a small square that that jace was out in the backyard always throwing baseballs at this wooden square nice. trying to uh you know put it into the strike zone yeah <laughs> <laughs> and uh he was he was a hell of a pitcher nice. um so he you know it, it, through his uh baseball career um he did uh you know a pitcher shortstop and center field that's awesome. Yeah. I talking about baseball and, and it not being your sport. I'm feeling that right now. My, my son is actually just getting into baseball and I'm out there and I'm like, I don't know any other rules for this sport. <laughs> <laughs> um, as he, as he was growing up, um, you know, w- what other kind of interests was he like a, a physical, you know, from, from what I've heard, you know, cause I, I didn't know Jason, but, uh, I know a lot of people that that did, and from what I've heard, he was a uh, he was a pretty strong, active dude. Uh, yeah, just always been like that. Always been, always very active. Yeah, um, uh, you know, big into sports. Yeah. Um, played baseball from from t ball up to the time he was fourteen, I think. Okay. Um, every every time he went on deployment, um, he'd pack a couple of baseball mitts and a couple of baseballs. So it was always, uh, baseball was, was a kind of a, a, a staple for him, yeah. but, um, uh, street hockey, uh, he got big into that, um, rollerblading, uh, in football he played, uh, or he played football in high school. Okay. Um, and that's a whole nother, <laughs> <laughs> that's a whole nother realm. Cause he didn't, he actually didn't, uh, have his growth spurt until between his junior and senior year. Oh, really? Um, you know, and then he was taller than I was. So. Yeah. <laughs> and I really had to make friends. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, after that, uh, he was, uh, his working out really um, kind of got started when he wanted to go into the Navy. Okay. Um was was big into running and um all of the calisthenics and whatnot so yeah you know that was that was where his his workouts really started yeah um i obviously workouts through uh you know through football and and whatnot so that kind of started the uh the process yeah but the interest. Uh, <laughs> yeah but once he once he got into the uh was getting into the navy he really went after the workouts and the swims and, and whatnot. Yeah. Uh, schooling wise and in, in high school, did, did he have like, did, did he enjoy school? Hated or, it. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely hated it. Um, so uh, through school, uh, young school ages, uh, he had a couple of teachers that, uh, kind of, um, molded, him if you will uh had had one teacher that uh you know they we were fortunate to uh be able to send the kids to private school okay um however uh one of the teachers said i'm very flexible and took a ruler oh no and uh and basically said with this with this ruler bend it bend it up and said uh you know I, I'm like this ruler. I can uh, I can bend this way, and I can bend this way. 
and then all of a sudden at the uh, at the very end you take me too far snap <laughs> uh unfortunately that was uh terrifying for jace and he pretty much shit his pants <laughs> um that's funny but uh I, I, I look back on, on Jace's school days and whatnot and didn't ever really see a lot of, uh, a lot of homework. I, I'm sure he had it. You know, I was off doing my own, you know, work and whatnot. So wasn't paying a lot of attention to that, but uh, didn't really notice a lot of, uh, a lot of that. Yeah. Uh, homework stuff and whatnot. So um, didn't think, didn't think much of it. Now our daughter, she, uh, you know, she studied her butt off and, and, you know, her grades reflected exactly what she was, what she was doing, but it seemed like grades came pretty easy to Jace. That's, um, that's cool. <laughs> it's, it's funny. Cause I think that's, that's a, a pretty common EOD trait. We were talking about some things that kind of just go across the board. A lot of, a lot of people in EOD tend to like, not like school but be just good enough to like put in the effort needed to move on. <laughs> well, well, it, later on we can talk about, uh, uh, about his, uh, schoolhouse, uh, stuff. Okay. <laughs> Not for the podcast side. <laughs> uh, no, we can, uh, oh, okay. we can, we can bring a little bit of that up. But, right. uh, <laughs> well, that's funny. Uh, he came in, pretty close to right out of high school then right so we had um we had actually he graduated young so he was 17 when he graduated okay. um going uh, going through high school recruiters had come in um we had you know he talked about it and it's like you know what let's let's go ahead and do you know get get some college under your belt so yeah. he you know respected our our wishes and and got uh you know got some stuff under his belt and he uh i think he did two two years community college okay um and uh all of a sudden it was like uh, uh you know we uh, we sat down for dinner all the time um but uh you know one night it was like uh hey guess what you know we we're going around the table what how was your day this and that and um all of a sudden he pops off and goes, uh, yeah, I signed up for the, uh, for the Navy today. <laughs> and it was like, Oh shit. <laughs> um, and it was like, okay, so tell us what this, uh, what this all means. Right. Um, you know, and uh, he's explaining it and like the, you know, the recruiter, uh, in, in our opinion, uh, the recruiter did, did well by him. Yeah. Um, I've heard some, uh, I've heard some horror stories, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, but he did go in with a, with a job. He started out as a, as an ice seaman. Okay. Um, nice. and, uh, went in with a job. Um, he unfortunately left for boot camp the day before his, uh, 21st birthday. Oh, really? Uh, so we didn't get to spend that, uh, you know, uh, that milestone with him, but, uh, you know, he was off to, uh, Great Lakes. Yeah. <laughs> how do you, <clears throat> how did he enjoy like the Navy? Cause there's how we think we're going to like it. And then there's how we 
actually <laughs> think about it. <laughs> um, so I, it's kind of funny because when he went into boot camp, uh, he had a very tough uh, uh, what do you want to call him? The drill and drill instructor, I guess. Oh, for, the RDCs. Uh, RDCs. Yep. Okay. Uh, so his his RDC was uh, was a ball buster. Yeah. Um, and he got there to Great Lakes. Uh, had a phone call saying that he was there. He was fine. Um, and basically, uh, you know, I can write letters. Yeah. Um, and that was pretty much all the uh, communication that we had other than letters back and forth yeah. um, through most of his boot camp. Uh, while he was, you know, he, he would complain about uh, other, other RDCs giving phone calls to, to this platoon or that platoon or whatever, um, he wasn't getting those. Gotcha. Uh, so it was a lot, of, a lot of letters back and forth, which was, which was very cool. And we have um, all the letters yeah uh to this day and um it's uh kind of kind of funny looking back and you know uh, like i said we were fortunate enough to be able to send the kids to private school um but all of a sudden in boot camp you're getting real world experience with everybody else that's you know that's out there yeah and uh you know he's going uh, Okay, so thank you for the uh, sacrifices that you made, you know, because he's he's learning that guys don't know how to read, guys don't know how to, you know, basic math skills, um, you name it. Yeah, it was uh, it was kind of eye opening, being exposed to the variety of upbringings yeah. that could have happened. Um, exactly, and then you know, then all of a sudden, uh, towards the end of boot camp. Um, you know, we were, we were all planning on going, but, uh, we're getting letters from the commander saying, you know, would, would really appreciate you if you guys came. Um, and then come to find out that, uh, out of 400 and 471 recruits, uh, he ended up getting the, uh, military excellence award, uh, through camp and, uh, commanding officer said we expect uh, big things from this guy that's awesome that's got to be a good good thing to hear when you show up <laughs> yeah uh so then you know uh, so he gets through boot camp goes through uh uh his i seaman school and uh gets all that done gets to freeze his butt off in uh, great lakes through uh, through the winter time um and then uh gets uh you know I think he was pretty close to the top of his class in that, uh, and then gets his his choice of of duty stations. Yeah. Um, well, at the time, the uh, Reagan was uh, was still in uh, Norfolk. Okay. Uh, finishing up, and then they were going to uh, rehome port it. Yeah. So he jumps on the Reagan, and uh, you know, he was stationed in San Diego. Yeah. So, you know, 13, 13 years in the Navy and he, you know, all of his time is, uh, is all West coast. That's awesome. <laughs> other, other, other than his EOD school, but uh, yeah, yeah, that's, that's uncommon. It's, it's being able to get, and then the, cause 
he grew up pretty close to here, right? Yeah. So we, yeah. Um, you know, we live in South Orange County. Okay. Uh, uh, and, uh, you know, through uh, up until 2012, uh, he lived in, in South Orange County, you know, uh, down in Dana Point. So we're not, not really far from, from where we're at today. Yeah. That's awesome. That is, that's one of the, you know, negatives. It, it's one of the things that is usually a negative in, in the military is usually wherever you grew up, you're not anywhere near there, but yeah. that's great to be able to be close. Was he pretty close with the family and trying to like, Oh God, yes. Yeah. Um, as far as, you know, as far as family goes, I mean, we, uh, we would have Thanksgiving, Christmas, <laughs> Easter, yeah. you name it. We, we did everything and, and it was, it was all of us, you know, for, for us to get together as a, as a family, I think there's 45 or 50 of us that, uh, wow. that come together. That's awesome. Um, as a, as a group, uh, you know, I haven't done that in a while, but yeah. it's, uh, yeah, that's pretty cool to be, to be close enough, uh, to, to be able to do that and whatnot. Um, as he started doing, you know, was on the Reagan and, and doing that, uh, when did he let you know that he was like looking at the EOD side of things? So uh, as it was on their first deployment um, to Persian Gulf, uh, he really didn't, didn't say anything, but because he was an ice seaman, he had run of the ship. Yeah. Well, he took full advantage of that because um, originally he had said that, you know, as doing his job it wasn't really what he what he wanted or expected um he wanted that he wanted that team yeah. uh aspect um yeah. that camaraderie uh and being a regular sailor he didn't feel that that you know he that wasn't in his heart gotcha uh yeah. he wanted something he wanted something bigger yeah uh and then with his job being able to have the run of the ship. Um, you know, he sees these guys running around in silkies and, uh, you know, not clean shaven and hairs, you know, out of, out of rag and whatnot. So, uh, he, uh, went over and, you know, got them squared away with the stuff that they needed. And, and all of a sudden he starts doing workouts with them. Yeah. Uh, so, here we are, you know, um, he's on deployment in Persian Gulf and doing workouts with the EOD guys. And I think they were from, uh, Washington state. Okay. Uh, and they put in, you know, put in a good word for him and said, uh, you know, uh, when we get to Hawaii, you're going to need to, uh, you're going to need to test out. Well, as we were talking earlier, you know, I was supposed to do the tiger cruise yeah. from Hawaii back to, uh, back to San Diego. And, uh, he had called and said, dad, I can't have you, can't have you come out. Um, you know, it's, there's, there's something going on that I, you know, I'm, I'm testing out for and, uh, just, you know, can't talk about it now. I'll let you know more, uh, let you know more later. And it's like, dude, that's your, it, it's your job. You, you got to do what's, what's right for you. Yeah. Well, then you find out that, <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're driving back to uh, Panama City, Florida. 
That's awesome. When, when you found out, you know, he's going from, uh, a fleet Navy thing to a, a special operations thing. What, what was the family thinking? Um, I, it was honestly, it, it, it was what he wanted to do. He had talked about, um, Navy SEALs. Yeah. Uh, and you know, the recruiter had kind of said, you know, this is as an ICMAN, this would be a transferable, uh, skill to, to get you into that. Um, well, little did we know that he would be going even, you know, further into, uh, this, you know, with, with EOD. Yeah. Um, knowing that, you know, knowing full well that, that even the, the SEALs were, were very demanding, uh, group to get into. Right. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was, <laughs> be careful what you ask for. Yeah. Right. <laughs> exactly. Uh, then after he, uh, after he graduated his EOD school and everything, he came back to, to San Diego, right? Yeah. So, um, he and, uh, he and, and one other guy that he met up with at, uh, at EOD school, um, you know, come back and they were both, uh, stationed at, at mobile unit three and, uh, you know, it's, a first, first deployment was, uh, I, I, I heard, I heard stories after, after the deployment and it's like, you know, quit fucking babying us cause, uh, we're here to do a job. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, if you don't let us, if you don't let us try what we've, what we've learned, we're never going to learn this. Yeah. Uh, so, um, yeah, it was mobile unit three for, you know, basically, up until he went on, uh, shore duty for a short period and then, um, got off that early, uh, to, uh, do this, this deployment. Yeah. Uh, was he a pretty hands-on person? Like, Oh, definitely. Yeah. Like to, like to tinker with things and and get into stuff. Yeah. So, um, one of his, uh, one of his deployments, uh, we're sitting there on a, uh, I forget if it's, it was a weekend, uh, weekend day and he's sitting in the middle of, uh, the desert, uh, and calls up and says, uh, you know, Hey dad, can you go to Huntington beach for me and, uh, and take a look at this bike? Um, and it's like, okay, what are you going to do with the existing bike? He goes, don't worry about that. I'm talking to mom. <laughs> It's like, all right. So I had already, I already had my, my license and whatnot for, for riding. So I went and, and looked at this bike. He goes, Hey, if you can get it for X amount of dollars, um, just buy it and bring it back to the house. No problem. Um, so he gets home from the deployment and all of a sudden it's like, uh, he starts it up and this is all, this is all secondary that I, that I heard. He started it up, stopped it. And pulled it apart. <laughs> Had, hadn't even ridden it. He, uh, you know, he's got a, he's got this 09 Street Glide that uh, that was, you know, a, a very nice bike. Yeah. But it wasn't, it, it wasn't badass enough for him. <laughs> oh, so, 
uh, and he was he was using that as a as a commuter back and forth um, down to mobile unit three. Yeah. Um, well, he gets he gets it back, tears it up. Uh, all of a sudden, you know, we're uh, we're hauling the frame here and there because he wants stuff done. We we cut the uh, the rear legs off of it to uh, to make it a bobber and, okay. and this and that. So I mean, he he was getting after it. Nice. Um, it had all these ideas that he wanted to do. So it was a it was a, a cool project. Um, and it's still sitting in my garage. Really? Uh, yeah. Uh, that's that's something that'll never never leave the uh, the yeah. stable. That's awesome. Did did uh, so he he rode before he got that bike. Obviously, he said he yeah. had another bike. Did did you ride too, or did you just have your license from riding previously? So I got my license because he was going on deployment. Okay. Um, and knew that there was a possibility that I could be getting a, a bike at some point. Gotcha. Hadn't hadn't got that cleared from mama yet. Yeah. <laughs> um. But then all of a sudden he, you know, he, he calls up and says, Hey, uh, you know, go take a look at this. It's like, all right. Um, and then, you know, we're, uh, we're getting ready for his next deployment and, uh, he goes, we got to go on a ride. So he ends up buying another bike, uh, all, you know, all, so he, he buys the 09 street glide. Yeah. He gets this 07 night train, um, tears it apart and then gets a gets an o2 dyna and that's what you know he and i are riding around on the street gliding in the dyna that's awesome um, and uh just you know tearing it up having a good time yeah what kind of riding did he like to do did he like to go up in the in the hills or just just around towns and um it, it, you know really it was it was all over the place we'd go we'd go ride through um was that like Hinshaw? Uh, right outside of Julian okay. or, or uh, Rincon, yeah, um, here in, in San Diego and and whatnot. So it was it was it was a lot of just up and down the coast or yeah. um, just around town. It was a variety. That's awesome. That's uh, this is a good place to to have a bike and do that. It's yeah, pretty much nice almost all the time, <laughs> except for this year. I mean, we we had a lot of rain that. Uh, that, that put a little bit of a damper on the, on that. And then our hurricane that came through. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, it was, it was a real thing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Our, our rain earlier this year was worse than the hurricane that came through. Yeah. <laughs> we had about 10 minutes of uh, wind yeah. that, uh, that blew through our house and it was like, okay, <laughs> I can survive that. <laughs> Uh, so, so he's, uh, going on these deployments and then, uh, when he would come back, did, uh, did he talk to you guys much about the deployments or just, so, um, you could tell what kind of a deployment it was. Yeah. Uh, you know, we, his mom and I could tell if it were, you know, if it was a, a pretty brutal one um the anxiety yeah uh if it was if it was a short short term anxiety it was uh you know real uh it was pretty low key uh if they were you know some of the NSW ones that they that he was was on those were uh those were a little tougher yeah how 
from from you know the the family's perspective right how did uh how'd you think about those you know like when 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 he came back and it you could tell it was it was tougher did did you all talk about that much or did you kind of just um you know i think we i think we tabled a lot of it yeah uh we could tell it was um it was tough on him yeah uh but didn't want to uh really bring too much up about it because i think once you once you recognize that that a subject is kind of touchy right uh we would you know we would kind of back away and not and not talk about it just kind of give them a little space and um really just uh not ask yeah um just so it 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 wouldn't bring up those those memories right um of of whatever whatever he had seen or done uh, through that deployment um you know, as I, I, I probably, probably saw or or heard a little bit more than than I should have. Yeah. Um. Because we were so close. Mm-hmm. Uh. I mean, Jace was. Uh, yes, he was my son, but uh, we were we were best buds. Would do anything together and um had a great time. Yeah. But uh, you know. Uh, he shared you know he, he shared more than than probably should have and and some of the guys have have shared more that that, that <laughs> i uh I, I you know i've i've gotten to uh i've gotten to to know some of them better so yeah um but uh you could you could tell when the when the deployments were were tough did you notice any like <clears throat> like he's he, from what I've heard, he's, he's always been like a pretty positive person, like yes, pretty, pretty happy, pretty positive. Did, did you notice any, like, did he stay that way? Like through the deployments and whatnot, you know, aside from the, like you, you say coming back and it may take a little while to get back into, to the normal America swing of things. Yeah. Um, I honestly, he always, he was always pretty much upbeat. Yeah. Um, always a smart ass. Uh, and, and I'm, you know, I've learned over the years that, uh, that's just, uh, typical yeah. EOD, EOD mentality. It's part of the requirements to come in. Yes. <laughs> uh, and he did it well. Um, you know, giving, uh, giving everybody a, uh, a ration of shit and, and the ones that he could get under their skin, he would go even further. <laughs> Um, and he was good at it. Yeah. Uh, trust me. He was very good at it. Find that scab and just pick. Uh, it, he wouldn't even pick. Uh, he just cut it off. I mean, it was, you know, oh, we're going to pour, <laughs> we're going to pour salt. We're going to pour uh, <laughs> whatever, whatever possible. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's coming. That's awesome. So he did, he did what, six deployments and then, uh, before his, his last one. Yeah. So, uh, seven, seven total, uh, one, 
one on the Reagan as a as an ice seaman, uh, one on uh, one on a boat uh, as uh, LPO, um, as an EO, as an EOD guy, uh, and then um, he had uh, the other five, yeah, um, on the ground. Yeah, I know. Um, so he he started a family, had a um, daughter, right? A uh, son, son, son. Um, and he when he had once he had his his son, um, how was? I'm sure as as a as a grandpa that was cool, but watching you know from from what I hear, watching your children have children is kind of a cool thing. How 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 did he enjoy like oh it was it was very cool but i mean his you know for us it was tough yeah because when his little guy was born uh he was on deployment yeah uh you know so he comes back from deployment and is the first time that he gets to see his his new little guy yeah so that was that was tough and then you know, all of a sudden you're, you're going through these, these workups and the time, you know, as you know, for an NSW deployment is, uh, you know, it's, it's 18 months yeah. on this workup. So, um, he's going to San Clemente Island. He's going to Nyland. He's going to China Lake, uh, doing all these, you know, doing all these workups, uh, for this and, and, he's missing these, these times. Yeah. And I think that would, uh, that would get to him. Yeah. Um, you know, but he was, uh, he was straight focused on, on what his job was. Um, and you know, his wife coming from a, from a military family, um, she, she knew exactly what, you know, what she was getting into. Yeah. Um, so it's just a, yeah, it's just, it's just what it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You, 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 you don't necessarily want to do it cause you want to be there all the time, but, but yeah, that's just, that's just part of it. But, um, yeah, then, you know, the, <clears throat> um, on that last deployment, did there, was there anything that, uh, like, did he, did he actually, did he talk to, to y'all regularly or uh, while he was on deployments? Um, kind of sporadic. No, actually it was, uh, it was pretty regular. Okay. Uh, you know, the workup for, for this, um, you know, come to, come to find out this was, uh, the best, <laughs> the best workup that uh that these guys had ever seen really? as far as the the uh the seal guys and the and the workups for the eud guys uh once he once he got into into the seal side of the training yeah uh they got pushed you know that everything pushed through i mean it was flying colors nice um and uh said it was the fastest that anybody had called for for a for an NSW deployment, that's awesome. So it was uh, 
it was it was pretty cool. Some of the some of the guys that uh, were on his platoon, um, you know, have since come up to me and and you know we've talked about uh, deployment and what what Jace or didn't do, you know, did or didn't do, and um, you know, I basically said, you, you know, excuse my French, but he said your son was fucking brutal. Yeah. Um, you know, he wanted us to be our best uh and um uh, would stay late would get in early uh he goes he would he would run us to death and run drills after that yeah um he just you know he goes i don't give two shits i want i want you to know what real world war is yeah um and and he he made you know, from, from what I, what I get from the team, you know, uh, he, he goes, all the guys have told me, um, individually and, and as a collective, you know, and, and together, uh, he made us the team that we were. Yeah. And we, you know, one of the guys, uh, has actually said, um, he he made us a better a, a better team and and made me a better warrior and i run drills now with my guys that uh that he taught me while i was dog ass tired yeah um and it and, and it has made me a better operator that's that's good to hear and that's you know on on this side that's uh that's what you hope for in a chief is that they, they take that time. And that's, that's everything that I've heard about him too, is that he was just no nonsense, go get it, train people, train his people so that, you know, they were, they were as ready as could be when they stepped out the door. Yeah. <clears throat> um, you know, we, <laughs> in, uh, in, in May of, of 16, um, we unfortunately lost a, lost a seal. Yeah. And, um, they, uh, Jace, Jace made his platoon go to, uh, go to the funeral. He goes, this is real world shit. Yeah. And, and this is what we do for our people. Um, so he, you know, he made it, you know, he made it to where they, they went um i've got pictures of of when they were there and uh you know uh un- unfortunately <laughs> 5 months later we're dealing with the same same thing for ourselves yeah um <clears throat> what was it like it's a weird question to ask <laughs> What was it like getting getting notified and and then the the process after? Um, if I can be perfectly frank, it was fucked. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so I was on a trip. Uh, I was back in New York at the time, and uh, you know, come to find out later. Uh, Guys from Mobile Unit Three had gone to uh, Jace's house in in IB. Um, 
somebody from the from some somebody from the military had come in and and come to our door and uh um notified my wife and uh i get a call from the wife i'm midway through the day on on thursday and uh you know i i get the notification you know she's she's hysterical yeah as as anybody would be absolutely and uh you know says we lost him well at the time my father-in-law was living with us mm. uh and he would you know he was uh, he was not sick but he was was elderly yeah and you know we lost dad what and she goes, no, we lost Jace. Come home. So I'm in a fucking scramble getting somebody to take me from the, from the training facility that we're in back to my hotel to get all my shit. And uh, I'm on the phone with, um, uh, with the travel agency that we had to book all of our travel through. Yeah. And... Um, this woman uh, that was at the at the travel agency, uh, she was actually a gold star mother. Really? Um, and she goes, Sean, I'm doing everything I can for you. Are you are you flexible with airports? Are you flexible with? I said, I, I don't care anywhere in New York. Um, I've got a ride. So uh, she worked her ass off, and American Airlines. Um, was was very uh <laughs> very considerate of, of what what the situation was yeah um so they they held the uh, they held a plane for me basically really? um and you know couldn't uh, couldn't have asked for a, a a nicer group uh in in the circumstances that i was in you know the the one of the head stewards was trying to uh keep my mind off of off stuff you know flying back from new york a six hour yeah. <laughs> six hour flight into lax and then uh um having to drive from lax to uh to san diego that night yeah um you know it was just uh it was crazy um post you know uh, post that uh our uh, our keiko um was uh rock solid i mean uh, we <laughs> we were in san diego for the next uh, pretty much the next week yeah uh every day uh spent the first night uh, with um with jace's wife and then uh uh basically you know kind of dealt with uh dealt with him got all the got all the arrangements kind of taken care of um again american airlines uh i can't speak highly enough about what they what they had offered up um at the time uh you know dignified transfer is is it is always uh something we we wanted to go back to dover and meet you know bring bring jace's body back yeah um and uh you know it was it was kind of a a, 
a strange situation because um, our guy was saying, well, you know, can't necessarily do this, but we can do that. And um, American uh, actually offered up, <laughs> they offered to take seats out of an airplane to be able to have Jace's body in in the really? cockpit and was was willing to to basically deadhead a, a a jet either into North Island San Diego mm-hmm. or into uh, you know into San Diego Airport uh, with just us on it. That's awesome. Um, and you know, and ended up that we. Uh, we did we did end up just taking a, a regular commercial flight um yeah. at the end of the day uh but it was it was offered up and i you know i, I got to give them kudos for for that yeah the fact that they were willing to to do whatever they could is it was huge it's good yeah 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 uh <clears throat> excuse me after things kind of settle down um i know you know in in some of our conversations you've talked about the the eod community reaching out at at different times and whatnot and um how has that kind of process been um well it was it was kind of crazy because with uh, when when jace passed um it seemed like almost every every weekend or or almost every <laughs> at least once a month there was something going on yeah um uh first weekend after we after we buried jace uh you know the um tattoo shop in IB uh through a fundraiser and was you know uh, flabbergasted at, at the donations that that came in yeah um from that the the community and nib with with all the seals and, and eod guys is just you know they're it's it's just incredible um you know so but as far as uh the eod community um guys from the teams uh, from, from EOD as well as, as seals, uh, to this day, still, um, still reach out. Uh, you know, I, we were talking earlier and I, I like to, uh, put my nose into, into stuff that I probably shouldn't, but I do. Um, and, uh, they, so I, when I'm at, uh, at, at the airports, cause I travel for work, I, I go and, and look out, you know, look for the, uh, explosive specialists. Yeah. Um, and, uh, I, you know, I, I've still got guys today that, that I've met and, um, there's a few of them that I've, that I continue to, to chat with. Uh, and I'm always, I'm always in the airports looking, you know, looking for these guys. So yeah. <laughs> Orange County is, you know, my, my hub. So I, I, I talked to guys there and then uh, a couple of guys in Denver, Sean, when are you coming back? We got, uh, we got some stuff for you. That's awesome. <laughs> um, but it's, it, it's pretty cool. Um, 
it's good to have that, that to know that the community is like continuing to reach out and, and, and support. Yeah. Um, I did <laughs> along that, uh, you know, along those lines, I was, uh, was actually working in Hawaii, uh, a few years back and had some downtime after a trade show set up and, uh, stand on the beach in uh, Waikiki and, um, guy walks up behind me and, uh, says, what the fuck are you doing wearing a, uh, mobile unit three t-shirt? Um, he goes, you know, where, where's your crab? <laughs> <laughs> so I turn around and, uh, it's, uh, was, you know, that guy was there, you know, yeah. UD guy. Um, that was there on, on a training with, you know, for a training class, uh, was just there for a couple of days and, uh, we started talking, um, talked until God knows who late, you know, yeah. uh, what hour of the, uh, of the morning, <laughs> um, BSing about, uh, about his, you know, his teams and his, um, <laughs> his, his annex and whatnot. And, uh, you know, I talked about, talked about our Jason, um, but, you know, he's getting ready to retire. So it's, uh, it, it's really been a, a, a very cool deal. I've gone out and had, you know, had dinner with him a couple of times and, nice. uh, so it, the, the camaraderie that I found with the EUD community has been, uh, incredible. Yeah. Um, you know, I, we, we, we talk about it quite a bit and, uh, you know, it, we lost our son, but gained two very large extended families with the UD community, um, and, and the seals. Yeah. But, uh, you know, it, as, as far as somebody em- embracing you, the UD community has, uh, has, has truly embraced us. That, that is great to hear. Cause that is always something that, you know, we, we, we want to make sure we do and it's it's good that it is happening i know we talked earlier too about uh the 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 specialness that jason was and how it affected the the seal community and what they do you know like how much how because he was who he was and um, they, you know, like there, there's always a little bit of, you know, your EOD, your seals, it's, it's separate, but they really kind of took him as, as their own and have kind of pulled that in, um, you know, during, but then, then after everything happened too. Yeah. So, um, you know, the, the seal, the seal teams have, have definitely, it, you know, embraced us and, um, Navy SEAL foundation is, is, is helping out, you know, with whatever they can and, and whatnot. So that's, that's been huge. UD warrior foundation has, uh, you know, has also, uh, been a big part of it, but as far as the seals go, um, they are actually dedicating a, uh, a, a training room slash conference room to, uh, the, the memory of Jace. That is great. Um, That's awesome. So it's uh, it, it's been a, a 
it's been a tough, a, a tough road, but, uh, but, you know, uh, very much an honor, um, yeah. for, you know, to know that, uh, that our guy is going to be, you know, he's, he's already on the wall, um, and, and honored in that, in that aspect, but, uh, for, for them to do a training room, uh, after, you know, in his, in his honor, uh, is pretty huge. Absolutely. I know you've got, like, like you said, you kind of put yourself out there a lot and said you got a lot going on. Um, but I, I, I think was it one of the times we talked, uh, you're talking about putting together a, uh, and working towards getting a, um, um, like a foundation for, for Jason set up. So uh, working on it, yeah. um, it's, it, it's still in the works. Got uh, just haven't uh, primarily looking at, at at doing something for Gold Star dads. Okay. Yeah. Um. You know, I it, it's a it's it's a passion yeah. of mine. Um. You know, being being thrown into this club that that nobody asked to uh, to join. Right. Um. But I don't think. Uh, I don't think there's enough uh, enough support for the for the dads yeah of you know of these uh fallen warriors um you know and then I, I just I I'm working very closely with our uh uh our vet center okay. and and trying to um help honor our our vets and uh advocate for you know for veterans and, and whatnot yeah. Is there anything that you would like to kind of share specifically about, about Jason, you know, his life, who he was, what he, what he kind of stood for, anything like that, that we haven't specifically covered yet? Um, I, I <laughs> just would like people to know that, uh, the the comments that I've gotten from from his teammates, um, and and there's no no prouder a moment uh, than to hear somebody uh, boast about what you know what what your guy did. Yeah. Um, and I, I've gotten that time and time again. Um, so it it is much appreciated. Um. Knowing that uh, that that our son um, made a difference, and uh, you know, it's it's a blessing. I, I feel it's a blessing for us that uh, that he was he touched so many lives. Yeah. Um, and you know, it's just a it's it, it's a tough situation every day. Um, but if you know if, if we can continue to talk about uh, about him, Jace and our and our other warriors, um, that's how their their legacies live on. Absolutely. Um, you know, and, and it, he Jace was the was really the true epitome of of uh, an EOD tech. I feel um, because he compartmentalized work. And home, um, there was only a couple of guys that that he really uh, opened up to, 
Yeah. Uh, but everybody else, I mean, it was, uh, it was black and white. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're either in the group or you're on a fucking Island. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, it just, uh, but I, I find that a, a lot of the, a lot of the guys that I've spoken with, uh, you know, since, uh, since our dreadful day, um, all are pretty much just the same. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I, I hope that, uh, we keep our, uh, our EOD warriors, um, moving forward. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, <laughs> it, it's, a, a very honorable job at taking the, taking the fight to the, uh, to the enemy. Yeah. I, I really appreciate you coming on and uh, taking a little bit of time to talk about Jason and, you know, let, let everybody know, you know, who he was, what he was about. Um, and for the exact purpose that you said to, so that everybody can kind of keep, keep remembering, keep his name spoken. Right. And, uh, and, and I, I think it's it's important to to do that for for everybody that was that gave the ultimate sacrifice right it's they they pay the ultimate sacrifice for the community for the nation right and and making sure that it it's our job that are that are still here to make sure that their their sacrifice isn't doesn't ever get forgotten 100% so. 100% they um you know and it it a few years back I actually was contacted by uh um, by one of the guys at the schoolhouse and one of the uh junior um officers was doing a uh was doing a paper and they'd actually picked chase um so that you know there was a there was a, a full report done yeah uh, at the schoolhouse on on jace and so um and i i think that i think that helps honor uh our guys that are that are on the wall in you know at at, at the memorial yeah and uh and also you know the guys that that are uh that are are doing the job today or or learning <laughs> learning the processes to do the job today um it gives them some some history yeah yeah absolutely that that history is important in, in everything but especially in in these kind of things for sure but yeah, I want to thank you again for, for coming, sitting down, and, uh, and we'll keep in touch. No, thank you. Appreciate the time. Thank you for listening to the Echo Oscar Delta podcast, where we talk to Navy EOD techs and hear the stories that they want to share.